Rio Grande announces a change in time for calling all cars, the West's most popular broadcast. Beginning Sunday, April 2nd, calling all cars will be heard at 8 to 8.30 p.m. On Sundays instead of Fridays. Listen to Calling All Cars, 8 to 8.30, Sunday night, April 2nd. Copyrighted program created by Rio Grande. Marysville Police calling all cars, attention all cars to broadcast 277 regarding a kidnapping. Be on the lookout for a sedan bearing three men and a woman. These men kidnapped the Marysville policeman this day. Exercise caution as they are armed and dangerous. That's all. Rose and quick. Sedan, parked nearby. 
Oh, you're making that sure. Okay, okay. A couple more tries on him. Well, here. Put it to my order. I want to get some of I thought I heard something down there by the corner of the building. Is it looking something sick? I can't hear anything. Yeah, maybe so. I could have sworn I heard someone there. If there was anybody around, handed to see them. But you suppose I'm making a stand at it by the car. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sure, I know. Yeah. More like that, we'll have the luck, more so. Yes, there is somebody coming. I just saw his shadow on the sidewalk. I've got to pick and listen. Yeah. You hear that? Come on. Cut behind us again, quick. He's still coming. I guess he saw us all right. Hey, why didn't you tip us, Henry? Oh, you fella said that. I think going to get a signal when we look back here. Okay. Oh, the gun's ready, boys. I've got a hunt to cut cop.
turned into a service station on the outskirts of Marysville, California. Will you thank, sir? Yeah, make it snappy. Yes, sir. Don't you think we should have stopped further along, Jack? After all, we've just cleaned this sticky town of chains of over 520 bills. Shut up, will you, Chick? Oh, that service station got to hear you. Oh, no, but just the same. Oh, we were down to the last gallon. I didn't want to take no chances of running out between stations. Where to now, Jack? I'm not sure yet. Let's see how things look up ahead. I'm going to east, back into Nevada. And you're going to pass up Red Bluff? I told you I didn't know, didn't I? I'll pipe down. I was just trying to hurry up. I want to get through this town. Oh, it's just coughing, Chick. Hey, Dennis, never mind the oil. In a hurry. Okay, sir. That's $2.15. Hey, uh. Thank you, sir. Let's see that $2.15 out of the plant. Looks like giant another one of the phonies, eh? Sure. Why not? Oh, look what's coming around the corner of the station. It's a cop. He's looking hard in that direction. All right, sir, it's that cop. What of it? I swear he's the biggest cop I ever saw in my life. I bet he weighs way over 200. Yes. He's coming over here. Yeah, let's beat it. Check nuts to the chain. Now listen, you two hold tight. I'll take care of this. Just a minute, dear. I want to talk to you. Yeah? What's the matter? Where'd you get that automobile? What do you mean, where'd I get it? It's going to the maze. Yeah? You see your registration? Sure. Right here on the wheel post. Sure. Yeah. Your name, sir? All right, copper. I guess you know a 45 when you see one. I found it in the back seat like a good boy. Hey, what the... You heard me, big boy. Okay. Going close to 90. We'll have every. Oh, never second. mind the speedometer. Keep your gun on that top, you fool. It's right, Jack. We can't get the top. Now, what are you two? Shut up. It's a turn off. Chase anyone through us. Kidnap the flatfoot. And it's an alarm by now. Yeah, but. Ah, uh, oh, but nothing. I want to get to that turn off before they swing a blockade out. After that, we're really okay. Oh, yeah? That's what you think. Hi, Tom. You think you're going to get away with this? Go crazy. Listen, flatfoot. Don't worry about us. We'll be all right. Better start worrying about yourself. That two-ton frame of yours is going to be rotting in the underbrush before long. You mean, you mean you're going to kill him, Jack? Sure, I'm going to kill him. You don't think I'd let him go so he could blab all he knows? Oh, yes, but Jack. Oh, stop whining. I'm running this show. He can't be very far to that turn off, nothing. Hey, Jack, look out. There's a car pulling out of that side wall. Right in front of it. Dirty rat. It's a bucket. Maybe I'll take a turn. Hey, Jack, we're going to turn over. Oh, Jesus. Oh, that was a break anyhow. Hey, anybody hurt? Uh, I don't think so. Are you all right, Chick? Yeah, I guess so. Look up a little as well. Come on, let's get out of here. What about the copper? I'm done for a look at him. Yeah, I guess you're right, Chick. Well, let's get going. Thanks for the wood, sir. Okay, Jack, we'll like to thank you. When the officers under Sheriff Poland reached the scene of the accident, the fugitives had already disappeared. Fortunately, however, they found Officer Merrill above, nearly unconscious from a head injury. Not dead, as the bandits had supposed. Days of intensive search proved unavailable. Luck was again riding with Jack Weston in his outfit. The year 1932 came to an end. 1933 rolled by, and Jack Weston still remained at liberty. And then, in the spring of that 1934, Gareth Lewis R. Fife of Cedar City, Utah, decided to take the bull for the horns. 
I tell you, these wool robberies have got to stop. The ranchers around here have taken about all they can stand. Something's got to be done. Done soon. I'd be willing to bet my last dime I know who's behind all this. Yeah, who? Jack Weston. By George, Sheriff, I, I believe you're right. I'm almost certain I'm right. Yeah, he's the bandit of his your old friend, uh, Marshal Pete Sierra, up at Battle Mountain, isn't he? Yeah. That's something I'm not forgetting. And one of these days, if somebody else doesn't get him first, I'm going to bring Weston in, dead or alive. Wait a minute. Well, Sheriff Pike speaking. This is the Stoner Ranch calling, Sheriff. Yeah. Any idea who did it? Well, no. Only Richard thought wolf thieves have been operating around here this spring. Okay, I'll be right out. Unless I'm very much mistaken, it's Weston and he's out there again. They've robbed the Stoner Ranch. Yes. Come on, let's get on out there. I'm going to bring in those wolf thieves if it's the last thing I ever do. Upon investigation of the robbery of the Stoner Ranch... Sheriff Feist's only clue was the diamond set tire mark of a truck. A clue which he followed across dark desert country for nearly a month. And then, early one morning, near the abandoned home state mine, 30 miles west of Cedar City, he came across the now familiar track leading to an arroyo, and knew that at last he had his quarry cornered. Leaving his car, Sheriff Feist cautiously drew his 45 and advanced toward a small truck that was partially concealed by a growth of mesquite. As he came up to it and peered around the front of the motor, his eyes fell on a middle-aged man and young woman lying fast asleep on the ground, almost at his feet. For a moment, Sheriff Pike studied the man's features and then... All right, Weston, get up. Huh? Oh, none of that, Weston. I wouldn't reach for that gun if I were you. Okay, Sheriff. Your party. Leave your gun on the ground where it is and keep your hands up. Here's the girl, too. What do we do, Jack? Whatever the Sheriff says, I reckon. Now get on down the gully there, both of you. My car is only a couple hundred yards away. What about the truck? There's plenty of time to take care of the truck, Weston. I'm going to toss a pair of handcuffs over to you, sister. I want you to put them on him. Shall I, Jack? Sure. What else can you do? All right, hurry it up. Now then, get moving. Okay, okay. Don't get such a too. Yeah, just keep ahead of me there. No tricks. Yeah. I'm sorry about the handcuffs, Jeff. That's all right, Daisy. Think nothing of it. I'm not going to... No, you don't, Weston. Stop! Stop, Lord, too! Lord, Jeff, Lord, get away from him! Oh! You killed him! You're dirty rat! You killed him! Maybe I have. If I did, he asked for it. I'm going after my car. Don't try to get away because it won't do you any good. I won't be but a minute. You take it easy. Weston, don't die. We'll get him patched up when we get back to town. Yes, thank you. That's what I told you now. No funny business. Daisy. Now, shut up and listen. The minute he gets out of sight, get back to the truck. Bring him my truck. Can you get it? Okay, please. I shall allow that he pumped his slug into my back. I'll kill myself. Doesn't look very bad, sir. Never mind that. Did you have a fight yet? Yeah. And Pete didn't get that truck. Okay. No. I'll make that filthy shirt. Just you wait while I've got this one. Are you all right, sir? Got gun in my hands. I'm always all right. I shut up. My turn now, Sheriff, huh? Get him up and be quick about it. Oh, what? Hey, you heard me. Get him up. Okay, Weston. Kind of looks like your luck still holds, doesn't it? Sure, why not? Get the keys he's braced us from, Jake. Jack, look out! Hey, that six gun there on the ground. I'll get you, Jack. All right. Get that, you, and drop that shotgun. Yeah. Have a go, Daisy. But there's got a pair of handcuffs on him, Yeah, what for? 
I said I'd fool around with him. Well, I shoot him. That's what he deserves. Just a change, You were lucky getting out of the way of that shotgun charge, Terry. But it won't happen again. You're all through, see? Here, Daisy. Give me a gun. No. I've got a better idea, honey. We'll handcuff him around one of them trees. This lug is going to die a slow death. Well, he's got brains, sugar. Just see right here if you get it, Eddie. Once about a foot thick. Now get over there, sir. The lady's going to make you nice and comfortable. <laughs> you really mean you'd do a thing like this to anyone with them? Why, sure. Now get your arms around that tree trunk. No, I'm not there. Under the big branch. There. That's it. Now. There. That ought to hold you for a while, Sheriff. Now, come on, Jeff. Let me help you up again. Let's beat it out of here. Beat it nothing. Get some gasoline out of the truck, Daisy. Gasoline? Sure. I'm going to pour it over this dirty rat and set him on fire. Oh, huh? no. I said yes. Can do what I say. I'm going to burn him alive. That's what I'm going to do. I'm... No. Jack, what is it? It's a slug. I guess maybe I... It was my thought, Jack. Here, hold on to me, darling. I'll get you to the chair for oh. somehow. Oh, take it easy. Take it easy. I will, dear. It's just this chair. Ah, uh, the one for this. Come on. I'll put it in my bag. Say again what that comes Here we are, Jack. Uh, now, let me help you up the end of the Oh, there. Yeah, now, you'll be all right. Yeah, sure. Now, let's get out of here. You're not really going to leave me here like this, are you? What do you think, Copper? Don't you realize what that means? Sure I do, and I'm only sorry it won't be worse. You can't have me tie like this. There is human. In heaven's name, shoot me. Shoot me, but don't leave me out here to go mad. Don't you? Oh, no, that'll be much too good for you. Come on, Sheriff. Hours dragged by. A noonday sun scorched down upon Sheriff's fight, burning into his brain. Overhead, a circle of ominous dark surge. Ever lower, their speedy eyes fastened upon the helpless man awaiting the moment when life could leave his tortured body. Desperately, he wrapped his wits for a solution to the problem of horror confronting him. Suddenly, a staring scheme presented itself. Matches were in his pocket. The bark of the feet of his dry, highly inflammable. He would burn down the trees. He might be roasted alive in the process, but it was a chance for freedom. Time and again, the bark ignited and seared the officer's hands. But always, the flame burned out before being able to ripen into a blaze. At the end of an hour, Pike was forced to abandon the plan. Fever says he searched his mind for yet another solution. Yet he was caught. Caught. Caught like an animal in a trap.
almost superhuman effort, Spike then began his ascent of the trees, breaking away the smaller limbs as he climbed. An hour passed, and he was within four feet of the top of the twenty-foot cedar. There the trunk was fragile, and his body swayed unsteadily. Trembling, he was on the verge of collapse, but somehow he managed to flounder on. Higher, higher. So did the tree top began to turn into an Just one more for Please, God. Just one more for I'm beginning to slide. Free. 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 Only through sheer force of will did Sheriff Fife, still locked in handcuffs, manage the 14 mile of grueling march towards Cedar City before being picked up by a rancher. And almost unbelievable as it seems, after only two days of recuperation, he was once again hot on the trail of the West, number one bad man, Jack Weston. Information had come through that a girl answering Daisy's description had purchased medical supplies in St. George and had driven south in the direction of Arizona. Sheriff Fife was not long in picking up the tracks made for the tires of his car, and in company with several deputies, the officers soon came to the end of their search before a tiny shack in the vicinity of Mount Trumbull. Sheriff Fife advanced to the door. Why, it's you. But... Yeah. But I thought... You thought I'd be fooled for the buzzers by this time, didn't you? You said you're under arrest for attempted murder, young woman. I see. All right. I'll go with you. Where's Jack Weston? He ain't here. Ain't here, eh? Come on. We're going to take a look through the house. If you see for yourself, there's no one in this room. There's the two other rooms in the house. Yeah, we'll take a look at him anyway. Hey, what's your name? Margaret Carter. Margaret Carter. Why'd Jack call you Daisy? If you don't like my name, you know what you can do. Come on now. Where's Jack Weston? Jack is far away. Well, I'm going to find out. You were right about his not being in the house, but i got a hunch he's not far from here. Well, one of the men just found your car, sir. He did, eh? What about Weston, Captain? There's no sign of Weston. Well, let's take a look at the car. Come on, Daisy, or Margaret, or whatever your name is. Okay. See, the car is right there by that clump of mesquite. Oh, yeah. What are the men digging over there for? They found the place with the earth had been disturbed. Thought maybe Weston might have buried something there. <laughs> well, what's that for? What's the matter with you? Oh, nothing, nothing. It's a body we just found in that pit. The boys are bringing it out now. A body? Well, who's, you know? Yeah, the boys have it out. Maybe someone can identify it. Why? Why, it's Jack Weston. Yes, it's Jack. I buried him there myself. <laughs> he died during the night. I'm just going to make sure. Well, looks like that bullet of yours got him after all, Sheriff. Huh? Yeah, I guess it did. And it left the West that much better place to live in. At the moment, we shall present the concluding facts regarding our program. A careful driver not only keeps one eye on the road and the other on his speedometer, he is just as careful about where he turns in for his motoring needs. A veritable army of prudent, thoughtful motorists watch for the nearest red and white Rio Grande state, knowing the safer, surer protection of Rio Lube and Rio Grande, Pennsylvania, knowing the superior quality of Rio Grande crash, the gasoline of real police car performance. Every member of Jack Weston's outfit has been apprehended by the authorities, either before or since the death of their leader, and is now serving time in prison. 
They are learning as Jack Weston so conclusively learned that crime cannot pay. Thank you. 